Welcome to a well-built podcast from Biltwell Bank. I'm Don Griffin, Biltwell's Executive for Human Resources, and it's my pleasure to serve today as your host. It's our goal to be the local economic engine that drives growth in the communities we serve. With this podcast, we'd like for you to gain knowledge about current events in banking, to answer some of your most common financial questions, and we'd like to simply connect with our communities in a meaningful way. If you miss an episode, you can access all of our prior episodes from our archive library available on our website, builtwell.bank, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's my pleasure today to have Blake Swafford with us. Blake is a Senior Vice President and Director of Risk for Beltwell Bank. Blake, welcome. Good to see you, Don. Um, we're going to be having a conversation today about holiday fraud trends and ways to protect yourself in that. So I guess we can start with the question, why in the world will we be talking about holiday fraud today? Yes. Yeah, Don, it's not something you normally want to talk about during the holidays. It's the, a time of giving and celebration, and we're going to talk about fraud. But the reason why we do want to talk about fraud is, you know, during the holidays, we shop more in more locations, we spend more, and there's more opportunities for potential fraud. So just for, you know, a little bit of data, in 2022, Americans lost $281 million in what we call non-payment, non-delivery fraud. And that's where you order something and it never shows up. And in 2023, we expect that to rise significantly. Um, so this is, you know, it's a big deal. There's a lot of loss. And especially during the holiday season, there's a lot of opportunities for this fraud. And also just to kind of build on that, there's about over $2 billion in 2022 that Americans lost in call center impersonation and um, data breaches. And those are all tied to you use your card somewhere, you go and shop somewhere and you get a phone call back about that shopping experience. Um, so those all kind of feed together. And if you add all that up, I mean, that's over $2 billion just in 2022 that Americans lost in fraud. And there's no indication that that's slowing down. So this is a big deal. It's big business. And yeah, we just want to make consumers aware. Okay. So when I think about my shopping hab habits and my shopping patterns, I have become much more an online shopper. Uh, it's almost so bad that if I can't get it online, I'm just going to do without it. So I don't want to stop shopping online. Are there some things that I can do to protect myself when I'm doing that? Absolutely, Dawn. And believe it or not, you're not alone in that. Um, the ability to you know shop from the couch, to shop from anywhere um, is definitely growing and it definitely makes you know, shopping for those Christmas presents in the middle of the night uh, significantly easier. So there's definitely some things you can do. Uh, the biggest thing I would say is go into your Bitwell Bank app and sign up for um, online banking alerts, mobile banking alerts, so that when you do have transactions and use your debit card, you get alerts on that. Make sure your cell phone number is updated. Make sure your email address is updated. So if there is any potential concerns, Bitwell Bank can get a hold of you. Or if there's no concerns, but there might be potential of fraud, we can get a hold of you and make sure you can go and actually buy those items you want. So outside of that, there's kind of a three three prong approach. Um, so who you use. So the first is use trusted businesses that you normally shop with, and that could be local, that could be small businesses, or that could be merchants and chains that you do normally shop with. But if there's that special gift, that special present you really want, and you've got to go to this very specific person to get it. You know, just do a little research about that business. Make sure that 
How long have they been in business? Uh, look them up on the Better Business Bureau and make sure they are a legitimate business and not just some broad front for um, stealing your data. And as part of that, also, you know, be wary of anything that's too good to be true. So if you're shopping and it's normally $100 and suddenly you see it for 5 you know, maybe stop and think, you know, is this legitimate or should I just buy it from the, the merchant that I know and trust? So the first one is who you use. The second is how you get there. So, you know, I'll say this over and over again. Don't click on links and text message or email or on social media. The likelihood of those being fraud is much higher. Um, and even if it looks like you're on the Walmart website, that might not be the Walmart website. It might be that it's impersonating Walmart. So I always say, you know, go into Google, go into some uh, browser and look it up yourself. And I guarantee you, if the deal is legitimate, you're going to be able to find it on that website as well. So that's how you get there. Um, lastly, how you pay. So when you go to checkout, you know, pay for your products with Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even you MasterCard click to pay. That's kind of a newer one. Um, but if you have a MasterCard debit card or credit card, which Bill Bank has, you can sign up for it. And it works very similarly where when you go to check out with a business, it passes information that does not tie back to your debit card or credit card. Um, also, I know it's uh, enticing to do so. Then when you go to check out and it says, save your information for next time. And you're like, well, that could save me a lot of time. If you use a merchant every single week, I think it's probably worth the risk to save your information. But if it's that once a year purchase for a special present, you know, maybe just don't save it for that time and just re-enter your information the next time you come. Um, and also we see this a lot with fraud is that be wary of any companies or businesses that say, Hey, you've got to pay via wire or you have to use gift cards or prepaid access cards, or you've got to zealous the money. Always be careful of that. Cause a lot of times that is what scammers will use and they won't take debit cards or credit cards, um, or all the normal payment methods. So just be aware, um, when you do shop online. Okay, so that's a lot of information for us to think about. Um, a lot of good tips there. Um, what I heard as a common theme through that is be aware of what you're doing. And run through those three things one more time. Know yep. who you use, who you use, how you get there, how you get there, and how you pay. And how you pay. Those are the three things to remember. Great information. So let's say uh, I'm not going to do this one online. I'm, I'm going to actually go to a storefront somewhere. What are some ways that we can be um, aware and uh, protect ourselves when it comes to actual in-person shopping? Yeah, absolutely. And similarly, shop at known businesses. Um, shop at that local store that you know about that's been in business for years. Um, shop at your small businesses or even the chains and just know where you're shopping. If, you know, a storefront just came up last week, you don't really know anything about it, but they've got that present you need. Well, you know, maybe stop and go to a known store and buy it there. The second is to utilize um, safer payment methods. So when you go to checkout, the absolute best is all Bitwell Bank debit and credit cards have tap to pay now. Um, so if you have one of our newer debit cards or credit cards, you walk up to the terminal and you literally just tap it and you're able to pay for it. It passes information that is not your debit card information and you're able to check out. Similarly, you can use Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay. They work very similar. All of those are great options and really minimizes your risk of any sort of fraud and in-person shopping. Uh, the second best is to use that chip on your card. Um, so if you use that, it does protect you even more. And lastly, if you do have to swipe, just be aware that 
you know, that passes your full debit card number and everything else to the person working that terminal, to anybody at that business. So just be aware, still feel free to use your debit card and credit card. That's what they're there for. Um, so use it during this holiday season, but just be aware of when you do use it, that there are safer ways and there are less safe ways to use it. Okay. So can you talk to us about any other scams that become more prevalent during the holidays? Yes. And this one really gets me, but charity fraud definitely increases. Um, we're in a holiday spirit We're you know, we want to donate, we want to give to nonprofits and scammers exploit that. So a lot of times they will impersonate legitimate organizations. They'll change the name slightly. They'll change the website slightly. And you're thinking you're, you know, donating to um, your local food bank. But in fact, it is actually a scam. Um, and they especially use social media, fake websites, text messages, emails to um, get you to click on those and then take you to those websites that might look like they're the food bank, but they're not actually the food bank. So some good red flags with that is if it's you know on the phone or anything else, if they're trying to pressure you, they're trying to make you feel guilty, they're calling you selfish, huge red flags. I don't know a nonprofit that's not extremely grateful for regardless of anything you can give. Um, so that is a big red flag for me. Second is if they ask you to donate um, with unusual means. So if they come back and say, you have to give cash or you have to use wires or you have to, you know, peer to peer. Well, that's kind of unusual. I don't know of a nonprofit that won't take a check or won't take some cash. And it, just because it's cash doesn't mean that it is fraudulent. But normally they have lots of ways that you can donate to make that as easy as possible. And then lastly, if they tell you that you're guaranteed to win a prize if you donate, um, that's probably a scam. That's actually technically illegal to do so. So just be aware that if you're going to win a prize by donating, it's probably not legitimate. But please donate during this holiday season. Feel free to, but just be smart about it. Okay. And then secondly, so first is really charity fraud. The second is um, fraudulent tech scams really increase. So they know you're shopping more. They know that you're going to merchants. Uh, there's more sales. There's more limited availability. They know the the hot gifts of the year. And so you'll see more text message scams because there are more people shopping. So you'll get, you know, those last minute deals. You've got an hour, you know, 20% off. So <laughs> rather than click on that, go to the website. Like I said, they'll probably have that same deal. Um, and then you know that you're going to the legitimate website. Secondly, you might get some uh, fraudulent text messages supposedly from Biltwell Bank. So this definitely increases that, uh, Fraudulent financial institutions will say, hey, you've been compromised. They know fraud is bigger during the holiday season. They know you're shopping more. They can guess like, hey, did you shop at Walmart? If not, you have fraud. Well, the likelihood of you shopping at a major merchant during this season is extremely high. Mm. So they're going to prey on that. So one thing I always say is pay attention to the details. So look at the message. Are there misspellings? Um, who is it coming from? I know the majority of the ones I get that are fraudulent come from an email address with 40 characters long and look very unusual when there's misspelling, um, that's a great indicator that is not legitimate. Mm. So don't ever click on anything. And even if the first text message seems very simple, they're asking you a question. Um, you know, do you still live here? Is this your, still your name? You know, et cetera. If you reply, normally that starts the fraud. So they try to make the first text message very easy sometimes. Um, and then after that, they build on it. So you might get a phone call after that text message. So even if that text message seems very simple, it could be that it's part of a much more elaborate scam. Okay. So what 
let's say I take all the precautions, gosh, I pay attention, I'm thinking about where I went, and fraud still happens. What what do I do, Blake, when that happens? I like to always say the first thing is don't panic. Okay. Remain calm. Uh, Bitwell Bank, if it actually is fraud, we do this all the time. We are going to help you. We're going to help you get a new debit card. We're going to help you get a new account and make this as easy as it can be. So first is, you know, make sure this is actually a legitimate um, fraud because you might get a text message that you have fraud. And like we just talked about, it might not be legitimate. Um, So always question, now what are they asking for? Bitwell Bank will never ask you for your debit card, your PIN number, your expiration date on that debit card. And we'll also never ask you for your online banking username and password. So you can rely on the fact that if you get a text message or a phone call and they say, hey, I need to verify you, Don, I need your username and password for your online banking. That is not Bill Will Bank. And if you do get a phone call and you don't feel comfortable at all, always feel free to say, you know, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call my local branch. I'm going to call the call center or I'm going to call the number on the back of my debit card. If it is a legitimate Biltwell Bank representative, we will say, absolutely happy. That's a great idea. Thank you for taking fraud precautions. We'll talk to you in a minute. If it is a scammer, they will not want you to ever get off the phone because they know as soon as you hang up, they're not going to get you back. So always feel free to call us back. That is completely acceptable and actually a great fraud precaution. Um, And then as soon as you do, we will work with you uh, to get your debit card shut down, your credit card shut down, get you a new account, and then reissue something and you know, get you back out there to do your holiday shopping. Great. So as we wind up today, I want you to give us those three things again. Know who you use, who you use, how you get there, know how you get there and know how you pay and know how you pay. And if after all the precautions, you still have something go haywire, feel free to reach out to any of your local branches or give us a call on our call center. Is that right? That's correct. Great, Blake. Thanks for your time today. We appreciate you being with us. To our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your day. And we ask that you stay tuned for our next episode and follow a well-built podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Don Griffin for Built Well Bank. Well-built communities start with well-built banks. Well-built banks.